Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Hello, hello, my friend. How are you today? To start today's episode, I want to invite you to pause with me and take a moment to take an internal inventory or temperature check. This is a practice that I often have my clients do in our one-on-one sessions and that I often use myself because it's an act of introspection. It's an opportunity for you to cultivate deeper self-awareness and better understand what's happening in your inner world throughout the day. So pause me right now and just notice, closing your eyes, taking a few cleansing breaths, and settle into your body and observe what is alive inside in this moment. Notice the mental thoughts or stories that you might be thinking. Notice the physical sensations of the body. This might be tightness, this might be tension or buzzing or pressure, might be aches or pains even. And notice the emotional energy that's present. And this might be really subtle and it might be pretty big and intense. Maybe these are things you've been avoiding facing or feeling or things you didn't even realize were present because you've been so busy today living. You've been so busy going and doing everything you have to do that you haven't had an opportunity to pause and just become aware of what's going on inside. And the reason this is so helpful and important to begin to practice and to cultivate as a daily practice and to practice multiple times a day is because one of your tasks on your journey to doing the inner work and supporting yourself in learning how to feel your feelings instead of feed your feelings or helping yourself no longer use food to self-soothe, it means it requires greater awareness of what is happening internally in your emotional body and your mental body and your energy body and your physical body. With that awareness, you get to empower yourself to take the actions and steps necessary to meet your actual needs and to help yourself feel better. So if physically you notice, wow, there's a lot of tension in my shoulders. I've been holding a lot of stress today. You may simply choose to stretch, to loosen the muscles and to take a bath because that would feel good for your body. Maybe what you notice is you're looping in this mental story. Your brain is fixated on a specific thing that happened in the past or that you're afraid is going to happen in the future. And you just see that you're looping in this thinking pattern. Well, just with your awareness alone right now, you can choose to put your mental energy into focusing on something else that you actually want to think about that actually feels good. 
Maybe you're noticing that you have a lot of emotional buildup, that you've been avoiding this growing sense of anger or frustration or this growing sense of fear and worry. And you're realizing that you need to just be with it to let yourself feel and free that emotional energy. The beauty of this practice is that there is no right way to do it and there's no right or wrong answer for what you're going to do to support yourself. You are getting to learn for you and that's why it's a valuable thing to do on a daily basis because if you don't pause to check in with yourself and start to recognize what you're actually needing in that moment to truly feel good, The brain defaults to other mechanisms to try and support you in feeling better. And if the way your brain has learned to help you and your nervous system feel better momentarily is to eat and to use food, then you're going to unconsciously be defaulting to that response pattern and that self-soothe mechanism over and over and over until you begin to become self-aware. Awareness is always the first step. It's also really important that when you're in a state of internal observation, that you're doing so with a mindset of compassion and curiosity, that you're not judging what you observe. If you notice that you're stuck in a mental loop, if you notice that you're feeling certain emotions about a situation, do not invalidate yourself or make yourself wrong or bad for having that experience. It's really important that all parts of you are welcome. And that when you're pausing to check in with yourself, that you're doing so with kindness, not with criticism, not with judgment. So this practice is not only going to support you in cultivating greater self-awareness, but if done with this intention, it'll also support you in cultivating greater self-compassion. Self-compassion is one of the key ingredients to achieving self-love. And love really is the ultimate healing agent on your healing journey. As cliche as it sounds, it all circles back to love. Which is why today I want to read to you a passage on love and the impact of love on your body when making food and eating choices that when I read totally opened my mind to a new perspective on the energetics of eating Usually when we think about eating, we're focused on how this food is going to impact the body. We're focused on whether or not the food is quote unquote good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, and whether or not it's something you should or shouldn't eat. But this passage actually exposed me to this concept that the energy around how we eat is far more important than the actual food we eat or consume is. Because this had such an impact on my mindset and how I approached eating, I want to actually read these paragraphs to you word for word as they come. But before I do, I want to give a little background and context so that you understand where this text comes from because it's an unsuspecting place that I stumbled upon it. And what's really fun for me with this work is I immerse myself in texts connected to spirituality, connected to personal growth and development, connected to psychology. And anytime I come across anything that is relevant to food, eating, and body that I love or that lights my brain up, I will star it, highlight it, put a sticky note on the page, and come back to it so that I can make sure to share it with you. Because that's the whole point of this podcast is to share relevant information that's going to benefit you on your journey. 
Now, like I said, I found this text in a really unsuspecting place, which is in a book called The Way of Mastery, which is essentially a guide to mastering how to live like Christ. Now, regardless of your religious background or beliefs, the text that I'm going to read to you really isn't religious in nature. So if you're not a follower of Christ, I still invite you to listen and keep an open mind because the perspective about how to approach eating really is unique and valuable and worth taking into consideration for yourself. And of course, it has to do with love. So with no further ado, I'm going to read the passages that most impacted me. And again, I invite you to keep an open mind, an open heart. Notice how it lands. Notice what resistance you have to it. Notice if it feels true on some level for you. And then go back and listen to it a few more times because it can be a lot to digest and you'll understand why. Here we go. Quote, Those that know that only love is real are not concerned with what they eat and what they drink. For these things come into the body and leave through the body. They are concerned only with whether or not that which they consume for the sake of the body was consumed in love. For love is what allows the transmutation of anything that comes into the physical system and allows it to be turned to that which supports the energetic wholeness of the physical system itself. For you see, it is fear that causes you to be unable to digest what you place in the body, the body of the emotions or the body of the mind. It is what causes stress in the subtle system of the body and the subtle non-physical bodies, the emotional body, the mental body, and the causal body, end quote. Okay, so now I'm going to break that down for you in case you're like, huh, what are you talking about, Sarah? I don't get that. Let's start at the beginning. First, you should be concerned with whether or not that which you consume is consumed in love. How are you eating the foods that you're eating? Are you eating your dessert with an energy of love and delight and gratitude? Or are you eating that with an energy of guilt and shame? Then it explains that when we're eating in an energy of love, love is a frequency, it's a vibration. It's very high in the vibrational frequency that it has, which allows your physical system to essentially digest whatever it is that you're eating and support the wellness of your body. On the other hand, fear, which is the frequency that most of us are consuming foods, especially if they're foods that we've told ourselves we can't have. When you're in the energy of fear and you make a food choice and you consume the food, it makes it so much harder for your body to be able to digest that food. And really this speaks to all forms of consumption, physical consumption and what you're consuming with your mind. If you're consuming in a frequency of fear, it's going to create stress in the body, in the mind. And this affects how the physical body functions and how it's able to digest food and use that food for energy, for fuel. So rather than put all of your energy worrying about what you're eating, what would happen if you put the focus on how you're choosing to consume the food and making sure that everything you consume, you're consuming from a place of feeling good, from a place of love and care and gratitude. This text suggests that making that switch would actually impact how your body digests and processes what you choose to eat, no matter what it is that you're consuming. Now, you may have a gazillion reasons why you want to argue that that's not true. What about this? But what if it's fat? But what if it's sugar? 
And I'm not suggesting to throw all caution to the wind and only eat desserts with an energy of love if you're ignoring how it's actually making your body feel. If your body's telling you, hey, we're good on sugar and actually right now I'm craving some water and some protein and some vegetables and you're overriding that to continue to eat sugar, you know, that's not honoring like what's loving and true for your body and in your best interests and needs. I'm not advocating for eating junk 24-7 from a place of love. This isn't to justify not nourishing your body and offering your body all the sorts of nutrients that it needs to truly thrive and feel good. But what it is saying is that anytime you eat something that you think is bad, if you're eating that in an energy of guilt, shame, and fear, fear that this is going to make me fat, then you're actually preventing your body from functioning optimally. It's keeping your body from being able to process and digest whatever you're eating. And your body does have the ability to process some dessert at the end of the day and to process a piece of chocolate and it's not going to hurt you. And the thing that maybe is hurting you more is the stress you're creating with the fear thoughts you're thinking about what you're eating. Get it? Maybe you don't get it yet and that's okay. Go back, listen to it again and digest it. No pun intended. Okay. Yeah. Maybe pun intended. Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) The point is consider the energy around how you've been feeling when you consume foods and notice if you're in the energy of fear or the energy of love and see if you can practice trying to shift more into an energy of love when you're eating and consuming food or consuming anything and see the impact that it has on how you feel. Okay, so now we're going to continue because there's a second part to this passage that I want to read to you. I broke it up because it can be a lot to try and make sense of. And the second part expands on the first by focusing now on the needs of the soul. And I fully believe that if you struggle with food, your issue is not about food. And there can be a host of issues, but often some of the deeper underlying issues are going to be unprocessed emotions, unmet emotional needs, and soul holes, meaning you're using food to try and nourish the soul rather than actually tending to the needs of the soul and what your soul is truly hungry for. So the second part is going to give you some food for thought around how you are living or avoiding parts of your life. Here we go. Quote, what causes the greatest problem is your refusal to digest what you have taken in. Just as food is a physical substance taken into the body, an experience of any kind is a food that has been called to the soul. Anything that arises that cannot pass through you, through your unwillingness to embrace it with love, to feel it completely, will cause, quote-unquote, indigestion of the physical, emotional, mental, and causal beings or bodies. Therefore, beloved friends, learn to digest all things in love. Learn to digest the traffic jam in love. Learn to digest the dying of a pet in love. Learn to digest an apple in love. Learn to digest a hurtful thought in love. Learn to digest a misperception that there is something wrong with you or with the world with love. Transform all things by the power of love. Now I want to ask you, what is it? that you have refused to digest in this incarnation? Was it unfairness bestowed upon you by your mother or father? 
Was it the bad break at the office in which you got passed up for a promotion? What is it in your life that remains undigested? End quote. There you have it. The question for you to contemplate. What in your life, besides food, are you having a hard time digesting? And this is such a powerful question to contemplate for yourself. Because if you're honest with yourself and really sit with the question, it can reveal to you the source of some unprocessed pain and hurt. It can point you in the direction of where you can focus on either doing some healing work or some forgiveness work. Maybe there's some things you need to let go, some things you need to work on radically accepting. Maybe it's time that you face the thing that you've been avoiding. So I'm going to ask you again the same question. What is it in your life that you are refusing to digest or that you're having a difficult time digesting and let that be a guide for where you get to focus next. Really another way that you can think about that is what in my life do I not have peace around yet? And that will probably point to something that you haven't fully digested, which is just another word for process or healed. But we're using the stomach metaphor right now because there's parallels between what you're unable to digest in your life and potentially the ways that you're using food to cope with those things, those matters of the soul that have been unresolved or that haven't healed yet. And that's okay. There's no rush on this process. But a lot of times we eat to stuff down the things that we're avoiding or trying to prevent ourselves from having to face. And this is an invitation to face, to look at honestly, and to bring some love and care and compassion, like we talked about in the beginning, to whatever it is that is true for you, to whatever it is that is affecting you and your ability to digest and process life. Because sometimes it isn't easy. It can be hard to stomach all of the difficulties going on in the world, to face everything that you've experienced in your lifetime, and you don't have to face it all right now. Right now, just notice the one thing that comes top of mind and bring love to it. The words that this text provides are these. I choose now to fully digest this by bringing love to it. And sometimes it's as simple as that as the intention of bringing love to the source of pain and allowing that love to digest and process and purify the energy of the thing that's been stuck inside of us. And other times it requires a little bit more. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes we need support of a practitioner. Sometimes we need supportive community. Sometimes we need to go into the pain and feel it fully to free it. And that's when the invitation is there for you to find a support person. You can always reach out to me. You can join the waitlist to work with me one-on-one. That is my favorite is to hold space for people to roll up their sleeves and go into the deep, deep feeling to feel and free and liberate yourself from all the, the stuck energy in the body that you haven't been able to digest fully on your own. So trust me, I would love to support you with that, but you'd have to hop on the waitlist for that. Or you can look look to participate in my next upcoming group program that I'll be running in most likely the new year, which is like just around the corner. So you wouldn't have to wait too long. And you can also join the wait list to be notified when that enrollment period opens as well. So that's what was on my heart to share with you today. And your takeaways are to put your energy into focusing 
on embodying love when you're consuming food and to check within yourself what it is in your life, emotions, experiences you've been avoiding digesting or having a hard time digesting and see if you can begin to gently lean in towards facing, feeling, and freeing those experiences. And regardless, just be kind to yourself along the way, okay? This is a journey. It is not linear, and it certainly is not something you're going to do perfectly. But perfection is overrated. We are here for the process, baby, the inner work process. So enjoy your journey. Thanks for tuning in to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future episodes. And if you loved it, then please share this episode on your social media or send it to loved ones who may benefit from listening too. 